And welcome back to the podcast for another interesting week. Now, Chris isn't with us this week. It's just me, Carl, and our new boy, Alex. Yes. Hung over from last night. <laughs> now, you're probably wondering why Chris isn't here. Well, Chris has been suspended for the next couple of weeks. What was his crime, I hear you ask? I had a conversation with Chris this week, and I happened to mention Wiz Khalifa, and he said, who? I'd never heard of him. So his punishment for being that ignorant is to go away and study famous people <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Because I'm surprised he'd never heard of Wiz Khalifa because uh, he was the guy with Charlie Puth that done that song for Fast and Furious 7 yeah. after yeah. Uh, uh, Walker got killed. And not only that, but he's gone on record. He's claimed many times to journalists and stuff that he smokes marijuana every day. Oh, Wiz, Wiz Khalifa does, yeah. And... He claims he spends up to $10,000 a month on marijuana. And that's a subject close to Chris's heart, and indeed his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he should know about Wiz Khalifa. But once, once he's had some therapy for a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll let him back on the podcast. We miss you, Chris. We, we, we miss you, Chris. <laughs> You've been replaced. <laughs> right. Now, today's topic, or this topic... And these two are looking at me because they don't even know what topic I've picked yet. So it's completely uh, unknown to them. So I want to ask your opinion about do we have a creator? Now, I'm not talking about a god as such. Well, it could be a god. Who knows? I'm talking about a creator. Now, Elon Musk has gone on record and said it's quite possible, it's feasible that we could be living in a, uh, what was the term he used? Um, a, c a computer simulation. Yeah, we could be running in a simulation. And other well-known, renowned scientists have also gone on record and said, yeah, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Now, you tend to think that sounds a bit ridiculous. But when you look at um, the first book in the Bible, Genesis, when we're supposed to have been, everything was created in seven days. Now, physically, could you actually do that? No, I don't think you could. If you were doing a simulation, it would make sense, if you know what I mean, where, you know, you can say, right, okay, I'll do the earth and the sky one day, that's nice, yeah, I'll knock up a few clouds for there, yes. tidy that, and, uh, well, I'll make I'll make a man, a little stick figure, and I'll uh, make a woman, and I'll make a tree, and a leopard, spots would look lovely on a leopard, I'll put some spots on there, do you know what I mean? You could do that if you were doing a simulation, like a computer program, yeah. you could do that in a week. As we're creating a whole universe, I think that's a bit far-fetched. So to me, that first sort of chapter of the Bible makes far more sense that we are living in a simulation. Alex is going to say something, I can see it. I just, I, I understand some people's points on it, I just think it's a joke. Um, Why? A simulation, like, are you genuinely serious? God, obviously I'm an atheist anyway, um, so the whole God thing doesn't get me. Okay, yeah, but you, are you looking at God as like a spiritual sort of... No, not at all. When there's being sort of everywhere and bless you my child sort of religion nonsense. <laughs> well, either way, I, I avoid it at all costs. Um, it's just not me personally, you know, people can have their faiths, whatever. Um, but, no, just, like, it's not a lot you can say, like a simulation, like... I get people's points on it. Well, we wouldn't know. That's what I get people's points on it. But if it was a simulation, yeah, it wouldn't change. If they just ran a program, they made a program in seven days, and then ran it, it would never change. 
What do you mean? What wouldn't change? Well, a computer program doesn't just change. It doesn't adapt itself. They'd have to adapt it and all that sort of jazz. Well, perhaps they are. Yeah, but then why? What's, per- the, what's the point? Perhaps they are adapting it and adjusting it as you go along, which would give rise to the, the Mandela thing where we all remember, like, you know, chocolate bars being spelled differently to how yeah. they are now and that sort of thing. It's akin to the Matrix. You've got a creator and... I can't remember the other characters in the Matrix, but that is essentially, you know, a, it's a movie about human beings being in a simulation. It's like a, sort of a, a control thing. And when you talk about computer programs, it's called, I think it's called procedural generation. You can create a world in minutes. You know, you can create an entirely random world in minutes. You can manipulate it in minutes. We were talking about this in the office the other day, and at the moment you've got virtual reality. You put a headset on, you can go through virtually generated worlds. As technology advances, those worlds are going to be even more realistic to the point where you can feel sensory input, sunlight, the wind, the cold, etc. And then when that evolves virtual reality will be indistinguishable from actual reality. And it's that it's at that point that you can see it being a computer program because if the virtual reality is practically reality, what's to say that the virtual world isn't as real as our world? And when you when you lose this when you can't distinguish between the two that's where the theory of a simulation becomes credible because what's to say that we aren't now in a simulation from another race of beings that's reached that point. We are in a reality that is so real, or a virtual reality that's so real, we don't know the difference between that and our own reality. But we don't actually have a reality because we're all a computer simulation. That was sort of my point at the beginning, where I said, well, you know, we wouldn't know. No. We wouldn't know if we were in reality. So it's difficult to sort of turn around and say, that's ridiculous, you know, what a load of nonsense. Because how would we know if we were in a, in a virtual reality? But then on that basis, how far back does it go? <coughs> Are we a simulation from someone else's simulation from someone else's simulation? Where does it, where does it end? Inception. Yeah. It, it it is basically, and that's that's what breaks it for me, is that where can you say it ended? You can't just say we're just a simulation from someone else because well we don't know. There's all possibilities. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all open. And that's what that's what that's one of the points that does break it for me is that you know, where where would it end? Like and the speed that we're running at our, our daily sort of lives and time and everything is not necessarily the same that they if if it is. Um, um, a virtual reality it wouldn't necessarily be run at the same time yeah. they could have just run a program in a few seconds and we're living it all the way through at a different rate yeah at a different speed which which would give rise to everything has already happened there's a black mirror episode about this is it yeah there is it's a very good episode there's a company that are selling sort of a, a personal home assistant so you have this avatar built into your home that basically customizes the home to your preferences, the temperature, the ambient light, what time your alarm goes off in the morning, etc. And what they do is they capture a person's, they clone your personality 
put it inside this computer program or this computer chip and then your personality basically is the AI. It's not a computer program. It is you as a person cloned to manage your own property. It, it's a fascinating episode. And what and what you can do in that is simulate time. You can speed time up. You can slow time down. You can manipulate it to however you want. So when you, so you're absolutely right in that. If this is a simulation, our concept of time may be arbitrary. But whoever's managing this simulation, you know, two minutes could have passed. Yeah, for yeah. them. It could have just been a quick, oh, let's see how humanity turns out if we run this simulation quickly. But to us, you know, it's been billions and billions of years as we think we know it. Yeah. That could in turn then mean when, for example, time flies by, you think it's gone ridiculously fast. It might have. Just speed it up a little bit, see what happens. Well, Slow it back down if it's days drag in. Do you know, I've been looking into this lately anyway, about the whole thing about as you get older, time seems to go quicker. Yeah. And and the conclusion that I'd read that somebody else had come to was that, yes, because you get older, then a day or a year is a smaller percentage of your life. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. when, when a year goes by when you're 10 years old and it's only sort of 10% of your life, and then when you're 50, it's 2 2%. It's so it's yeah it's such a small much much smaller part of your life that's why it seems to have gone past quicker which is yeah. all very confusing but it does sort of make sense yeah it, it makes sense because I've started to experience that now money what thirty two but well it's March already <laughs> yeah it's March already I can't believe that it's I, I can remember Christmas Day like it was yesterday it was honestly yesterday and it's you know we're into the third month of the year already. That third month will be the fourth, fifth month very soon in the blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah. And before you know it, yeah. Christmas. It's Christmas again. Yeah. I, I can't. And I've, I've never been consciously aware of time traveling or being this fast before. When I was younger, it seemed a year was an eternity, it seemed like. But now you blink your eye and the year disappears. So I, I'm totally supportive of that. I'm very aware that time goes a lot quicker when I'm older. And it must just be because of of how irrelevant it relates to your age, I guess. Well, do you remember when you used to have six weeks off from the school holidays in the summer? Oh, it was the best uh, six weeks of life. Yeah, but it, at the time when you were a, like a youngster, a teenager, it seemed to take forever. It was like, it, it might have been six weeks. It felt like six months. Yeah. Oh, no, you couldn't Because you couldn't wait for the, of this six weeks off. And then after about three or four weeks, it's like, I'm bored to death now. I'd be glad to go back to school. New class. Oh, I was. New, new things. No, for me it was it flew by every year. I think I was out every single day without fail. Summer came as soon as the six weeks were there. I hardly spent any time in my house. I was there to sleep and eat. And it must be fresh in your mind, Alex, because you haven't long left school. Well, obviously, you know, I am pushing, you know, being the oldest here. Um, <laughs> I left six years ago now. Um, so what does that make you? Twenty-two. Yeah. No, six years ago. I left four years ago. What am I on about? Yeah, it's, it's a uh, long morning. Are you still 22? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still 22, but I left four years ago. Um, no, yeah, for me, six weeks always flew by, I think. I was always out. As soon as I finished school, on that last day before summer break, for some, like, summer holidays, left school. I wouldn't even go home. I'd take all my school stuff, all my school stuff. I'd be out then till whatever time it was, whatever time I was told to come back in with my mum, depending on how old I was. Um, and then... Every single day, without no matter what the weather was like, 
God, it could have been hailing, and I'd have probably been out just doing something. I hated spending time inside. I get bored way too quickly, and it just always flew by because my days were always just get up about nine-ish, go out at about half past ten, come back in about two for some food, go back out again, get back in about ten, go to bed. <laughs> I suppose that relates to age as well. You get a certain routine. Like when you work, it's pretty much nine-five every day it, it is possibly contributes to the but when you get older and you're like a grown-up <laughs> that's a count alex out <laughs> you find you've got lots of different things to do like this morning i got up i had my first breakfast then i had a shower the hobbit schedule then uh, <laughs> yeah then, then, and then like i've done two lots of washing this week so there was always there was about 12 shirts to iron well, there's nobody else here to iron them. i got to do them. Yeah. I thought, I'm not going to have time tonight. Well, having said that, I couldn't be bothered to do them tonight after this. So I thought, right, okay, I'll, I just will do them now then. So halfway through the shirts, which is like a grown-up thing, <laughs> responsible thing, <laughs> that I had to stop for my second <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> then I got back to finishing off the shirts. And uh, and then I think I had a snack then before I came up here. <laughs> so as I haven't eaten today. You haven't? No, at but all. I, I woke up at, what, nine o'clock. I had to get a taxi back to town. Then walked out from town Oh, yeah, town we had home. that conversation on the way up here, didn't we? Walked from town home then, uh, had a bath then, fell asleep in a bath. About an hour, woke up. I was like, oh, could have drowned. <laughs> got, <laughs> got out, took the dogs out, got back, and then you were calling me, and I was like, oh, God, all right then. <laughs> got to do this now as well. But... Yeah, no, I completely agree with Carl. I think because the days now are so standard, I know Monday to Friday, I get up, I have my breakfast, I go to work, go home from work then. I've got to do some cleaning when I get home, make food, then I can relax. Do we get home food? Yeah. You've got parents. I I do, yeah. (laughs) I also pay bills. (laughs) I know, shock horror. So we're drifting off the topic a bit here now, which is probably my fault. What if, because I've just had an idea, what if um, it turns out we were in a simulation, right, and you're sitting there at your, at your computer one day, and you think, wow, I've just found the program for the simulation that we're all living in. How can I change this? Get rid of hangovers. <laughs> so you program out hangovers, video? Oh, 100%. No, what's the point in them? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I was more concerned about all the good you could do. Yeah, afterwards, you know, if you have a hangover, though, you can't think about the good you can do because you're distracted so you get rid of them that's a distraction out of the way you can focus more on what you can do long term goals Martin Th- this would be this idea I've just come up with would be great for a series or a film where we are it's found out we are living in a simulation and we just one guy can sit there at his laptop and think wow I can change everything it's like you know I can I can change whatever happens every day so I can go and meet somebody beautiful today um a, a, wom- a woman. And I think Ricky Gervais <laughs> made a film. I think it was The Invention of Lion. Where that was really good. In his, in the, un- the the film's universe, you can't lie. So if I said, yeah. my name's Fred, you wouldn't even... Question it. You wouldn't even question it because it's not built in yeah. to the human consciousness. There is no such thing as lying. It's, it, lying is a concept they don't understand. And then for whatever reason, his character decides or it discovers... That he can lie. He's, his mother's dying, and 
you know, as everyone does, he always he comforts her by saying that there's an afterlife, and he explains, sort of like, it's it's sort of it's about religion, really. He says that there's an afterlife, you know, you can live on forever to see and do the things that you love, and that completely turns the world upside down. And he basically becomes a god then, because yes. whatever he says, they can't determine, they can't say any different. So if he says <coughs> the sky is orange, when it's clearly not. The sky is now orange because they don't know that he's lying and he obviously becomes, you know, a godlike figure. And that would be the same thing. If you could discover if you discover that and you could change anything, well you're basically you're the new god. So what would you change? I mean you've just discovered it, right? You're sitting at your laptop one day and you suddenly think, Blimey, I know what this is. This is this is the program and I'm an expert programmer. <laughs> I, I can change this. Different things can happen to me tomorrow. Would you think of yourself first, or would you think, hang on a minute, there are wars going on places. I can uh, I can wipe out these people for a start, like ISIS. I could wipe them out for a start. I think everyone would do something selfish first, 100%. You can't say you wouldn't, because the first thing that would pop to mind, if you found that, would be, oh my God, I can do anything I want for yourself. And you would. Obviously then... People would then think, well, now I've done that, I can do this and this and this. But then it would still, I think, pierce you still turn into a selfish act because you change the world around you. Might be for the better, but for your own gain. I'd look like Brad Pitt <laughs> straight away. Brad Pitt, <laughs> have my own indulgences around the world. I think a lot of people would probably opt for immortality as well, maybe. So you can change the rules so you can live forever. So you get to see discreetly where the simulation goes. You can basically live for as long as you want. But then I think the longer you're in control, the longer you start getting involved in those philosophical questions. So you'd probably want to end world hunger. So you'd start creating food and resources for those countries that don't have them so to see what they would be like. You'd probably want to end all the wars create world peace see how humanity flourishes and how that turns out but then for me the big question would be what if you stop the program problems if you had the ability to kill the program just to see what would happen afterwards unless you can isolate yourself you're out yeah. you've gone yeah so unless you can kill yourself within the context of the program which you probably could or you could actually close the program altogether. Would that, I suppose it goes on to the, the concept of death then. What happens after the program's over? Do you get, when I talked about this with Adam, he was joking that you'd get a score. So be like, oh, game over. Your score is blah, based on what you've achieved during that simulation. Right. Um, but yeah, what would happen after you die? Like when you watch The Matrix, when Neo's, Neo is disconnected from The Matrix entirely, the the actual reality is completely different to what the simulation is. It's a machine-driven <coughs> world where humans are used for heat, I think, or electricity, or yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Something like that. So, would disconnecting yourself from this program produce an ability to view the actual reality? Would you just cease to exist if you close the program? Would everyone cease to exist? You know, it's. Well, if it's all generated, if it's all computer generated, then yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you, I suppose you could do it where you could say, 
right um stop it for you know a minute and then reboot it just to see what happens but then you wouldn't know anything would you it'll just be like that minute would just be that minute and it would it, that minute wouldn't exist because it's not as though you slept for a minute it's yeah. stopped and started so it's just continued but, then what I, but there would be consequences as well because every action you took whatever you did if you said right i'm going to get rid of this group of people because they're fighting with this group of people then you just made a huge yeah. There's all families related to that. There's the result that would have happened from this war is now all effect. changed. Yeah, you you changing everything. You changing all the cons. There's consequences for every action that you that you do, because you're playing God then. Yeah, well, I don't think you'd ever find the reality you want based based on the logic that we know of now, in our reality. You change one thing, and something else happens. So if you start making significant changes to the world. While your intentions might be just, you have no idea what will happen no. afterwards. So if, if, we, if we end world hunger and everyone now has the resources they need. We'd have too many people. We'd have too many people. And then the population becomes a problem. Overpopulation, the world just becomes so overpopulated that you know, it's impossible to function. And then you've got a bigger question on your hands. And right, I've created too many people. How do I get rid of them? How do I get rid of them? I need a disease. Yeah, and then you've got to do stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's not as simple. I think nobody would want to play God eventually. And then it gets to the point where you've, well, you might have corrupt the world and you would have to reset it. Or you could potentially find a way of, well, I suppose if you've got access to this program, you could find out to see if you can get access to more resources outside of the reality to try and hack into the actual reality that we're not part of. But then what if we're just a virtual reality? So for each of us, this simulation, there's someone else controlling us personally. So we are their virtual reality. So they live out an entire life with us, which might take them an hour or two. That's our creator. But what if there's one of them per one of us? So it is like virtual reality. They just log oh, in. Right. Like Second Life used to be when they... Yeah, when like they, the Sims yeah. or like when simulation games. Yeah. yeah. And they just, lo they just log on and control us. And for them, it might take an hour or two hours for us to live our entire lives. And they just do that. What if it's not just one program and one person or one whatever there's actually like seven billion and this is just one massive thing and it works like a virtual reality because i heard another theory as well about uh, about this sort of thing whereas it could be a simulation whereas um it's like as if how do they put it it's like as if our souls are put into this simulation to see what sort of person we are and how we become and, yeah. and how we handle and react with other people or whatever to determine where we go next, which is all a bit spiritual, but spiritual. But that was another theory that I that I'd heard as well. This is this is just a test, it's a trial. Well, that's like the whole reincarnation side of it. Yeah, for same that, sort for of that thing, yeah. So yeah. you know, you do good in this life. Which a lot of religions have believe a good in next in, life, yeah. but you do bad in this life, you'll become a sewer rat. It's almost artificial, natural selection. So if if you're if you become Elon Musk, for example, if you take Elon Musk's personality or soul in our reality, he is you know 
the top five, top ten most intelligent people on the planet. So if you were going to create another simulation to try and perfect what we are, you'd probably want to use Elon Musk in your next simulation based on your experience with where he goes in life. So in that sense, yeah, it makes sense. You could download someone's personality to put them into another reality once this one ends, see how they turn out, and incrementally you start creating this perfect human race based on the genetics of all these people that perform. Yeah. Now, Elon Musk was asked about um, about us ever becoming cyborgs, and he said, we're already cyborgs because we have a mobile phone in our hands which can access and do everything. It's not quite attached to us yet yep. or built into us, but it's there. So we're already cyborgs. We're, we're man and machine anyway. We're just not sort of wired together yet. But it's a matter of time. Yeah. Because people are already putting chips and stuff under their skin and, you know, wiring things into neural pathways. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Cybernetics is a big... It's a big topic in most science fiction movies. You'll have people with bionic legs, bionic arms, mm. bionic eyes. When you look at prosthetics now, you see athletes that have limbs that allow them to race and run you know faster than any of us any of us can so what's to say that there's improvements in that area where if you lose your leg you either get you know a pretty much like for like replacement which is genetically created or you just get a robotic leg like irobot he loses his arm in an accident he gets a robotic arm doesn't seem too far-fetched and that's it then where do we go from there yeah and let me just jump back to something Alex said five minutes ago about um, depending on how you've lived this life, you could end up as a sewer rat. But now I've ended up where I am now, I may have been a sewer rat before this. You could have been the king of the sewer so rats. It could have been, and I would have loaded it, loaded <laughs> it over my kingdom of sewer rats. But was I a good sewer rat or a bad sewer rat to end up where I am now? Is this, one. is this a punishment or a reward? Oh, it's a punishment. <laughs> it's a punishment for everyone else. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. You're welcome, Art. <laughs> Enjoy your only uh, podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> so what conclusion are we coming to over this? It's a possibility. I, I still say it's a possibility because our level of understanding, we can't just write it off because it's not what we know. This is a... This, Scientists have said before, when they talk about multi-dimensions and, and multi-universes and stuff, that there are other universes, dimensions, sorry, yeah. that, that you know things can come in and out of. But because we've never seen it or we know nothing about it, so many people will just write it off and say, no, that's nonsense, because they can't get their head around that. That doesn't stop it being reality. So I think this is the same sort of thing, that you know, just because we don't understand it or think, Oh, what a load of nonsense. I'm actually here. You know, I've got my elbows on the table. I've just had a cup of coffee and some biscuits. That really happened, so it can't be a virtual world. But if you played a game where you created a character that just had a cup of coffee and biscuits and just shoved his elbows on the table, it's happened for that virtual thing. So, you know, what's the difference? It's about perception as well. If you... What's that old saying? I think, therefore I am. So if you... Yeah, discard, they said that. If you believe that you're alive and doing something, you are alive and doing something. Yeah. It's, it's just, so if this, if this is a computer simulation, 
then you know we wouldn't we wouldn't know you'd you'd never know if if you have the ability to think for yourself or act then for all intents and purposes you are alive and the fact that we're developing and changing the way we do that's ai anyway yeah it's artificial intelligence and it's like the learning thing where we, we're learning more all the time. I think the fact is it falls down to sort of same sort of brackets religion where it is just belief. Yeah. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it. No. So you're just stuck in that part of well, I think it's true. Well, I don't. But I do. But I don't. When Which can't be wrong. You know, because yeah, you, you, can, know, you can never an, be an wrong. An opinion can't be wrong. Yeah. It's your own opinion. If yeah. you state a fact, that could be wrong. Yeah. to state your opinion you can never be wrong because it's your opinion yeah yeah if someone outright said we are 100 percent a simulation you're you know you can't you, prove you've that you've got to back that up you've, you've got, got to be able to back it up and, and you can't you know um if you can then happy days good for you but it does fall under the same bracket as as belief and faith and you just mm. it just depends on the person again and then that'll cause even more controversy then if it carries on the way it is that would then cause more controversy when it gets when it gets older, like religion has. Where you'll then get people who are like, no, yes, no, yes, and then more arguments. And then it'll just spiral out of control. But it's up to you. Like, I personally don't believe it. But so I can see so what people do. Alex doesn't think... It, I just banged the table. <laughs> I, Alex doesn't think it's a possibility. I think it could be. I'm vague on the whole thing, but I think it could be. Because I can't rule it out. That's yeah. my problem. Yeah, Carl. Oh, I'm the same. I, I'm not religious, and I don't. I don't believe we are in a simulation because there's no evidence to suggest we are. But I like the theory behind it, based on the evolution of technology, and it it, it works well for the person that I am. I, I'm I'm quite a technical person, and I can see the logic behind some of the arguments that, you know, it's. It's an evolution of virtual reality, and it's dis- indistinguishable from actual reality. It, it makes sense in my mind. Religion, it seems quite primitive in one way, that there's like uh, a man in the sky that controls what we do. I, I can't quite believe, because if it's a simulation, then someone's obviously created this, so it's not an omnipotent being. It's yeah. you know a race of people that have created a program based on their own evolution, and then they're seeing how that works out and where that reality that that makes more sense to me than some sort of god that's always that's existed and not different from god the it, it is the same thing someone or something created it and it's now playing out making the decisions make and they're making the decisions and they're doing this and they're doing that. Yeah. It, it is it is the same thing. Deciding who lives and dies. You know, like, like obviously I get what you're saying. We're, you know, a man in the sky who controls all beings. It does seem a bit primitive. It does seem a bit, bit far-fetched. But it's the exact same as saying someone's created a program and is sitting behind a computer controlling yeah. it all and controlling all beings. It, it is the exact same thing, just in a different format. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I think whoever, there's always going to be a creator, whether it's a group of scientists who have created a simulation or it's a god that's created the universe that we know. I just personally prefer the scientific view of technological evolution that becomes a simulation rather than a god that's created the earth and then we live 
in that if I don't like the idea of I don't like the idea of religion for some reason and it's not just about the God and the religion there's the commandments and the rules and there's a whole thing to religion whereas you know if this was a simulation the scientists have obviously calculated parameters based on whatever they deem necessary in their own reality and they've just left us to live out our own lives even though it's a simulation rather than God dictating where yeah. we go it's in the simulation if we believe we're free then we would act accordingly but if if your life has already been determined by religion they say that you're like God already has a plan for you he already knows where your life is going to go it takes away takes away who you are really you, you want to have the belief that you're free to live out your own life rather than knowing that ultimately it ends a certain way and I think the creation theory seems more relevant to us just it's weird like it's just like they've created a simulation they just want to let you get on and see how it turns out whereas religion seems to have more of a plan for everyone I just yeah, well, yeah, I've always found religion a bit of a strange issue, and and I think I might have mentioned this on one of the podcasts before. Is a I got a friend of mine who's who's very much into Christianity and religion, and I said to him one of the things that's always bothered me. I said is if you speak to anybody religious and you say, well, if there's a God, why does he let all these awful things happen to children? And they say, well, he put you here, and basically he's saying, um, get on with it, and how mankind does its own thing, it's it's down to mankind. Okay then why the Ten Commandments? Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You can't say these are the rules you need to live by, but you're on your own. It's one or the other for yeah. me. Like a simulation obviously does make more sense on that basis, where it's like if God created everything and is managing it all, why create disastrous events? Why create these people? Do you think he's a project manager? Because I work with them all the time and they're a nightmare. Yeah, honestly. They the can't remember their own name half the time. Yeah, it would make sense because the amount of stuff they mess up is horrible. <laughs> um, the amount of problems they cause. But a simulation would make more sense on that basis where it's just they've started it and they've let it run and they're seeing what happens and blah, 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 which would then make significantly more sense than God created it and God just decided, do you know what? Let's just create a war, see what happens in it. Let's just let people fight. That's just a game then, isn't it? Yeah. Let's have a tsunami over here for one day. Oh, look, a tornado. Woo. I think it's more plausible in a simulation that people would end up killing people because they're just left to their own mm. devices. They're not... Uh, they're not. They're governed by a set of rules based on the rules of the computer program, but... Well, obviously, because, you know, if this simulation... If we are living in a simulation, then it's pretty advanced to the point that we have free thought and free we can think for ourselves and you can explain why someone would do something horrendous because it's the nature of what we would perceive to be people and personality and individualism whereas if god is controlling it it feels like he's more in control of everything than we are whereas in a simulation you know you can just carry on and do your own thing it makes it 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 makes more sense to me. I still believe that religion is, is quite primitive. It was something that we used. Well, I suppose if this is a simulation, it's pointless. But based in our simulation, religion was a way of controlling people or explaining the unknown before we evolved. And a simulation would be yeah, 
it, it just makes more sense where we are now in our current timeline if this is even real based on the evolution of technology etc so on what martin said at the start obviously what you know uh, would you just end it if you had the program is us killing the planet the end of our program well if you ended the program be the end of everything yeah, yeah but is us killing the planet because this is all we know we don't know everything else we don't know what's in space really well, so is us yeah, killing right. our I mean, planet i could be the only one in this simulation yeah I, I might be the only one in this simulation and i'm just interacting with made up characters yeah but is us killing our planet then us coming to the end of our simulation i suppose it depends on what the parameters are of yeah. the simulation itself like is this meant to happen if I, it is I, the simulation, are there, as you said, obviously certain guidelines and certain parameters set that certain events do happen I think over that, that last period of time? Part of the point of it is to see if that would happen. Yeah. So. So I'm going to wrap it up because it's gone on long enough, and I think we're two to one that it's a possibility that we're living in a. I'm not a, ruling it out, but world. I just don't believe it. Okay, so you think it's it's. A very tiny percentage. You know, yeah, that it I could can't. Be I can't prove it wrong. Oh well, we're unanimous. So I can't rule then. It out, but I just don't believe it. In which case, I'm going to go home later on, open my laptop, and see if I can find, <laughs> see if I can find the program so I can readjust it myself. The first thing I'm going to do is give myself billions and billions of pounds, unlimited wealth, and then tomorrow I'll just be driving around in. We'll start the day driving around in an Italian sports car, a Ferrari, or a Linguini, or whatever they're called, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love driving my linguine around, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and, <we laughs> and, and I'll just spend money and live the high life for a, for a week or two. And then I'll think about sorting out all the problems in the world. So what you're saying is you let millions of people die in two weeks just so you can have money in a nice car. Well, yeah, because I have to have time to think about it. Yeah. The novelty will wear off after a week or two. Well, if you found this floor, you, there's got to be some perks to it. Yeah, I can just reprogram it and, and bring them back to life suddenly. And then, then people will be screaming about zombie apocalypses, so yeah. it has consequences to your actions. I'm going to make a note of this. If I see a zombie apocalypse in two weeks, I'll be knocking on your door straight away. <laughs> what have you done? Martin. <laughs> Stopping overpopulation at its finest. Well, thank you both. See, Chris, I know you're listening to this. See what you missed, because you'd love taking part in this. <laughs> Maybe next time. Once you've learned by your mistakes, we'll bring you back. <laughs> cheers, everybody. All right, cheers, all. Goodbye. Cheers, all.